All right, what's up? What's going on, man? All right, so we got a we're, we're down a man today. Roe is traveling the world as we speak, so he'll be joining us back again next week. We'll probably keep this a little bit shorter, but uh, yeah, let's get talking. Let's uh, let's talk about these uh, all this red, this crypto wreckage. What's going on, man? I think I think that the the dip's been due for a while, um, and everybody's been trying to cause it. You know, they came out with the capital gains tax in the U.S., India FUD, China FUD, um, Elon FUD, um, BlockFi sends Bitcoin to their customers instead of U.S. instead of stable coins as interest payments, and sends an email out threatening to sue all their customers. Um, so, I mean, I think that there are just so many things in the market that like whoever took it down finally felt like it was time to take it down. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of a machine that was just burning too hot, too quick and putting a little bit too much stress on all the parts. And, um, you know, at some point I mean, just, just had to <laughs> shut down, but I think the good thing is everything's still intact. Nothing really broke. Um, what? there wasn't a big tether scandal. There wasn't a big like DeFi toppling of the cards that, you know, that, that we know of yet there wasn't catastrophic leverage, you know, rebalancing, um, that, that tends to happen sometimes with big, big things like 2017, um, not that that was, you know, uh, that necessarily, but house of card style type stuff, you know, I, I think we just I think we're just regrouping. I think it's still go time. Well, it should have happened, but Justin's son stopped it. So he Justin's son sold a lot of his Tron at the like there was a bug in Tron when Tron first released. And all of the, the founders shares got unlocked and they weren't supposed to be. So Justin was able to sell all of his Tron near the top. And so what a lot of people don't realize is Justin's one of the biggest Bitcoin and ETH wells. And through having Tron, he's been able to set up ecosystems that has allowed him to do collateralized lending and leverage lending. So right now he's got like a 606,000 ETH long open on one leveraged long open on one of his platforms and he the platform went down for maintenance as the price was crashing and it didn't come back up until the price was above his his liquidation value um but that would have destroyed i mean that would have took f down into like a single like it would have took f down to single digits if not zero for, for a short period of time. Um, and so he, uh, I don't know. I thought it was funny that he posted how much F and Bitcoin that he bought during the dip. Uh, but yeah, if, if, if he would have left that, let that uh, platform stay live and he would have got liquidated, then yeah, it would have took F to, it would have took F to, to zero for a short time. It's kind of wild to think about, <clears throat> You know, and the fact that during that volatility yesterday, 
about this time yesterday, right? Um, it was hard to get into exchanges. Um, it was pretty tough to actually make things happen. And so it just underlies the importance of having uh, sell targets, triggers set, because, you know, if you can't get into the exchange to make a market move, because there's just so much, you know, congestion and, and um, need and demand put on those systems, that if you're just a, a retail account trying to get into your, your stuff, it's going to be very difficult for you to execute your strategy. Um, but I mean, that's $150 million. It's a lot. And, uh, you know, that's what dips are for. Um, I still think, um, generally that we're, we're pretty early, um, that things will bounce back here. Of course we could sell off again and that wouldn't be, uh, too surprising right now, um, to think that maybe things aren't over, uh, that it's not quite safe to come out yet. I think that's fair game. Um, but, um, dips are for buying. Well, you talked about the exchanges and traditionally when exchanges go down, you can't log into their, their website, but you can, if you have built out your own or you're using a service that's, that's trading via API, you still have access. They're down. You can still trade. And traditionally when that happens, that's when, uh, real traders make all their money on days like yesterday because they're trading spreads via API in a system that's trading that would like combine liquidity across multiple different vendors. And people were making a killing. There were multiple people that turned like five grand into six figures just yesterday trading, trading spreads. And um, it got so bad at one point that the exchanges started shutting down their APIs because people who were being able to patch in through the API were just like getting rich. And to some degree that sucks, but the other degree that's really good because the, the, one of the biggest arbitrage players in the space is Sam. So if Sam made a lot of money yesterday, then he's the guy that's going to be pushing money into all these coins, altcoins. So, you know, for whatever reason, the situation existed yesterday day to where the guy that we needed to be flushed full of cash is probably flushed full of cash. And on top of that, <clears throat> you've got a situation um, that plays itself out in cycles all the time, which is a market correction. Um, in order to wash out what paper hands, weak hands, whatever you want to call them, uh, the undeserving, um, you know, of what comes next. And um, not all washouts are equivalent in size and magnitude. Sometimes you have washouts where people don't really learn their lessons and they get right back on leverage. Um, and you have sometimes you have washouts that wipe people out completely. And that goes beyond your participation in market that goes to, well, maybe you can't pay your bills. Maybe that changes the way that you, you know, uh, have to approach the rest of your life, getting a job again or, or whatever that may be. Um, so it is, um, wipeouts, you know, if you kind of look at the distribution, um, you know, the tail end repercussions of, of a wipeout are generally, you know, you, you can't come back from that. Um, 
but then again, like you can benefit from these opportunities as well. And this wipeout probably didn't scare too many people away considering the size of it. You know, I know there's a lot of Shib Shibu, Shibu Uno, whatever, Shibu Inu. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, Sheeb. Yeah, a lot of Sheeb holders who um, wished they sold, you know, and like now it's kind of like, okay, wh where are we at? And, you know, maybe they're, maybe they're big whales that have been in the space for a while. Maybe they are just retail folks um, that are, are getting washed out for the first time. But there's going to be a few people who have kind of lost their livelihoods or their, their bags and they'll regroup, they'll figure out how to, you know, get things together. That happens all the time. You need that a little bit, but I don't necessarily think that what's happened so far will scare people away. I think that there's enough forward momentum to where it's kind of like people will get back up and be like, ah, well, yeah, I, I had that coming. So this washout, I don't think is comparable to a washout that eliminates participants. The only participants that got eliminated, I think, besides leverage players, are the Binance Smart Chain guys. Because I don't know if you saw what happened, but that they like the recommendation this morning is if you have any funds on Binance Smart Chain, take them off. Because, uh, you know, CZ doesn't like to lose money. And all of a sudden yesterday happened and pancake swap got exploited for like a billion dollars. And then the derivative pancake bunny, which all these greedy, greedy people were, were staking their pancake in, got exploited for $140 million. And like talking about people that never learn, you know, there's a guy that, uh, you know, his name's Ashrake, And he famously shorted the shorted the 2013 top and lost everything, you know, or shorted to 2013 and lost everything. And uh, this time he was long pancake bunny and he collateralized everything for a loan. He had like, he had paid off his house, but then he collateralized like, cause he made like a million dollars. He came back this cycle with nothing and made a million dollars this cycle out of nothing paid off his house, all this stuff collateralized and lost like 70% of everything on this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think the stories have just begun. I, you know, in the big scheme of things, this is just part of the, the massive transfer of wealth that's happening. Um, where wealth is migrating from one established platform to a new, newly trusted uh, platform that is in the process of being established. Um, you know, <laughs> it's so funny. You've got all this institutional money, this Wall Street money that tends to move together. You know, they've, they've learned uh, to grow big and, and to, um, to take signals from each other. And I think to some degree, they are now moving our markets um, with their movements. But it's really interesting because, you know, it's kind of like that you can never really know exactly what, what is happening, even if, you're, if you've got your safety in numbers. 
because the world is different, right? And this world is a little bit different. Uh, so I think that everything that we know as crypto folks is still intact. I think that some of the patterns and the moves are going to be a little bit different. They're going to, you know, be a little bit less uh, volatility driven, more strategy driven, you know, those sorts of things. But I think that we're actually really, really well positioned because we can identify primarily what, what, where the institutions are doing what they're doing, where the big money, where those herds are going. You know, it's not just herds of retail. Now we've got, we've got institutional herds to keep track of. Um, what I'm, what I'm kind of interested in though, is, um, uh, Elon tweeting about the cyber Viking implying doge to a dollar. I, I don't know what his tweet was about today. There just seems like there was a lot more to it that I don't understand. Or he was on Molly early this morning. Um, so I don't know if, um, he's trying to get people to move into doge here at the bottom of the market. If, uh, when we jump back up above 45, 47,000, get back into the fifties with Bitcoin, if that's even going to happen, or if, you know, doge climbs market cap, I'm, I'm looking at about, um, market cap of five or six for doge right now, but 8 billion away. Um, something like that from, from the number three spot at BNB. And if finance smart chains under attack, um, there, if there's a liquidity, um, I guess an exponential liquidity ledge there within the BNB system. And that takes a, a little bit harder of a hit. You've got, you've got Bitcoin, Ethereum and Doge there. And I think a lot of people would like to see that. And I could definitely see that here, at least for a little while times like this. What the hell is this <laughs> tweet all about? It's throwback I mean, to the cyber truck. Not nothing to do with that. I think, I think he's gonna. I think he's trying to just let people know that he's taking like Doge is is getting taken to a dollar, like, um, because I don't know if you saw all the stuff that came out, but like he, you know, D Elon tried to control crypto Twitter, but like crypto is full of the most hardcore internet researchers in the world, and so everybody dug deep into Elon's past. And crypto has flipped on Elon, not just on his tweets, but just based on what all they've learned into their research into PayPal, that basically Elon was an idiot. Elon frauded everybody the whole way. And that's what he's still doing. You know, Tesla, he pushed out the founders um, and PayPal. PayPal, as it designed, had nothing to do with Elon's development. It was all Peter Thiel. And, you know, it seems like what if he's just trying to make Doge flip Bitcoin to send another FU to Peter Thiel? Because like, you know, are they not Elon, friends anymore? Are they not? Well, cool? I mean, were they ever friends? I mean, I think they've made each other lots of money. I think that at that point, I, I think Peter Thiel has made Elon lots of money. I don't know if Elon's ever made Peter Thiel lots of money. Um, well, I mean, I guess it's, it's a, it's a mat. You got to have one without the other. Uh, I mean, well, I don't know what that means. Well, that's what I'm saying is the research was done by these crypto people into Elon's PayPal. And it was like, 
it was a joke. Like Elon's involvement with PayPal was a big joke. Like yeah, well, all so, the things that he did was like a joke. Right. So first it was uh, Zip2. Then he made his money from that. And then he founded X.com mm -hmm. and merged with PayPal. So at that point, um, the merger with PayPal was his combining with Peter Thiel. Yes. And, um, you know, I, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm an engineer and I know what X.com brought to the table and what PayPal brought to the table. Well, that was the thing is nothing, supposedly. Well, supposedly then, when they went back into it, X.com was just a brand. And it was he was trying well, to get them to use that. And they had to push him out to so, get it to where X.com was not used. And they went with PayPal and they used all Peter Thiel's tech. Well, the point is... Peter Thiel decided to pay a lot of money for X.com. They didn't use the brand. Uh, they moved forward with the PayPal brand. Um, and I think Elon was perfectly happy with that because he got fucking paid. Yeah. So what did he get paid for? Something that got integrated or something that didn't. But Oh, his shares. His shares. When they, okay. when they merged, he had this percent equity. <laughs> I get that, Tyler. But all I'm saying is that you don't pay for nothing. So at some point, X.com did bring something to value for PayPal. As far as like personally, Elon Musk and Peter Thiel, I have no idea about that, um, you know, relationship at this point. Um, I just think that, you know, there's a lot probably to it that nobody knows because these are powerful people with a lot of money, but Rohit, you know, he's not here today, but he seems to believe that uh, the Teal Musk complex was kind of early days, suspiciously a part of the um, the potential early days of Internet money, um, you know, that whole kind of theory. So I, I don't know really um, who made who money. I think Elon's richer than Peter Thiel now, but Peter Thiel's mm -hmm. probably more powerful. <laughs> in the world still, which is kind of crazy. Um, I don't know if they're friends or if they don't like each other or anything like that. But to your point, Tyler, uh, yeah, nobody knows why. Uh, Will, see if you can pull up the tweet by, I think it was Kyle um, earlier today for Multicoin. Um, but, you know, I think that Elon is doing something that we can't comprehend. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying like, he's, you know, he's been talking about going to Mars for 30 years and like, he's still at it, you know? So in those early days, I didn't really believe him. And then he built rockets and he's still all about it. So it's kind of like, well, shit, when, how long are you not going to believe this guy? Whatever he's doing in, in these early days of crypto, I don't know. Maybe this is all still about Mars and rockets and stuff. Uh, yeah, this is it right here. Um, so what Kyle is saying here is most people think that he's, he's manipulating markets, you know, what's he doing? Um, and if you'll scroll down a little bit, kind of goes on to explain his theory, which is, um, let's take a look at Musk himself. He has a longer term vision than pretty much anybody else on this planet because of these things he's trying to do in that, that first tweet. Um, and then 
that's what you really got to look at is tweet number two, that last line. He is almost certainly playing the game at a level that you fail to appreciate, primarily because nobody can really understand or interpret what scale and what time frame this dude is operating on. Um, so, you know, I, I liked this tweet from Kyle because it pretty much said that um, you can't look at what Elon's doing with your basic lens. You know, you have to look at this guy and say that um, whatever he's doing, um, it's visionary, it's it's super long-term, uh, and it's of the nature that the short-term stuff either doesn't matter or it will all be fine, you know, with, with the end game in mind. So um, I thought this was kind of insightful because you're not dealing with a regular person. And so whenever we look at Elon and or people like Elon with the same lens, it's almost just like you're you're bound to not get it. Um, so this was kind of eye opening for me. But um, yeah. So what else is in the news, Tyler? Anything else on your mind that you want to bring up or kind of cover or think about? Sorry, I dropped out. My internet busted on me there for a second. Um, but no, I think that I think that that you know, I, I think that Elon is going to take Doge to a dollar and pass it for the irony of it. He's going to try to develop around it, um, but I don't know. I mean. He stepped in some hot water. It's like if he was really trying to troll, he was doing a really bad job of it. Like he was sounding not very smart on Twitter for, for, for a while. And a lot of his arguments didn't like, it was like he didn't really know what he was talking about, which is not very like Elon, you know, it's usually on Twitter. He's, he's sitting in the high seat with the upper hand and he appeared to start getting flustered. He got to where he was re being a reply guy. And he's still being a reply guy and he's replying to like a lot of people's tweets. And, um, I don't know. It just seems a little uncharacteristic of him. Um, and, and I, I think he's, I think he's going to show everybody. And, you know, I think that tweet today was about Doge to a dollar. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. News wise. Okay. Oh, besides the box. Can I say something about what you just said? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I'm kind of get. I'm kind of feeling that he did. He did seem like he got flustered, frustrated, disheveled a little bit um, in his responses, almost defensive, almost as if crypto Twitter got to him a little bit, like because people people can can come with some pretty you know personal hate and stuff like that on on Twitter. Um. But when it was a little bit more educated communities and in a realm that he respected, um, but got a lot of backlash in the way that he can't kind of came in and began to manipulate our markets and seemingly selfishly and seemingly without explanation and seemingly arrogantly. Um, yeah, I mean, sure. I'm a crypto guy and you know, I realize Elon's going to do what he's going to do, but 
I also know he's manipulating our markets because I know how our markets are without him um, tweeting and I know how they are with him tweeting and he's not the only one that does it, but he, he should know what he's doing. He does. Um, but I, I don't know if he necessarily realized how, how much he was stepping on people's toes, how much he was, um, you know, pulling people's hearts and minds, um, unless there's a good reason for it, which he's, um, you know, you know, getting to the point where he's getting kind of getting kind of frustrated about, but I do think, um, that his effect, his, his effect on markets are being dampened. Um, he can't just tweet and drive the price this way or that way as much anymore. Um, I think that in order for him to do that and to have effects on markets, he has to, um, jump along with, it's like he's learning how to be a fucking Moby Dick. Um, and there's part of that, that you, you got to understand that he knows what he's doing on the back end, but it took him a while to become somebody who could, who could effectively communicate with people, uh, to, to further, you know, that, that becomes a trained thing that becomes like finding your place and getting experience in that. So I do think that he's here to stay in financial markets. I do think that he's a finance guy, um, just in, in the big scheme of, you know, the Renaissance character that he is. Um, it's not like he doesn't know about financial markets. Um, and that was his point with PayPal, but it was also a stupid defensive point that he shouldn't have to make. Um, just let them, let them speak, you know, and, and like, just carry on. You don't have to correct them on that. But, but what he was saying is true. He's here to stay and he will be leading command for a long, long time. Um, it's just, we, we just don't understand where the, the, where the game is going. And he's already playing that to some degree. Um, I think that his tweets and his words have lost impact, but I think that just like any good character playing the game, he's playing as superhero, supervillain, whatever. Um, he's got big bags now. And I think that what's going to move markets now is his bags and his, um, slice of the pie in the markets. And he's just simply going to be as effective as he was when he was hinting about what he was going to do as he will be when he shows people what he's doing transparently. And I think that that's really what it takes to get all the trust back from the people, um, that maybe have lost trust is at some point he just has to disclose what he's doing completely or what, where his intentions are or where Tesla's money is or where his funding is going or what, or why all we know now is Doge one. The fuck is Doge one? Like serious, like what is it? Is it an art thing you can write articles about to get kids excited about cryptocurrency going to the moon? Cause if that's all it is, it's kind of just like a publicity stunt. But when we find out like, what is this stuff? What are, what are your intentions? Right. When we found out his intentions were to build rockets, revolutionize the space program, you know, put up satellite internet for communications, get to the, you know, like to take batteries to the next level so that we could revolutionize transport. Okay. What are you doing? You know, it's like, 
if he's like, yeah, batteries are the future. Oh yeah. Batteries to $5. Oh, awesome. You know, or yeah, let's build rockets. We need more rockets. Everybody loves rockets. Let's send rockets to the moon. Okay. But what, like, so what the hell are you doing in the space? It just, once, once we figure that out, it's kind of like, okay, we should have listened to this guy the whole time. That's probably how it's going to shake out in the big scheme of things, you know, in, in terms of like the storyline that repeats itself in these sorts of situations, people, human want, we want, <laughs> we want resolution. We want to understand. We want the narrative to make sense. It's just part of our human nature. So this will make sense. We will make it make sense. Um, but in the meantime, I think that you're going to start seeing him continue to move markets, not with his words, not with his tweets, but with his actual moves, his money, his investing, his, you know, deals. Um, and I think that as that kind of comes to light a little bit, I hope that there's, you know, I hope he's not, not just losing it. I don't think that he is. I think that this is a rough, a rough, rough transition into a new world, uh, and a new paradigm um, for him where, you know, he got, he got jabbed in the face a couple times in round one, uh, at the end of the round and <laughs> he, he didn't like it very much, but, um, he's not, he's not somebody you want to bet against in round two. It's just, I, I just don't think he can, he can talk shit and make things happen. I think he's just going to have to show people what he's doing. Uh, and, and that's probably going to make some stuff happen. Yeah. That's where I'm at on that. Well, you came like a little fangirl with his diamond hands tweet, you know? <laughs> so it's like, guys, please like me again. Guys, please like me again. I mean, that was really stupid of him to come after the Bitcoin community, honestly. Cause it's like, think about the people that drive Teslas. Like he literally went and pissed off his, his existing customer base. Like really, he already stopped accepting Bitcoin. And then it's like, I don't think he realizes, but all these other people, like the people that Doge speaks to, they're not Elon fans. They're not, they're not going to be Elon fans. Like they don't think, you know, it's like, Oh man, I think, uh, I think your internet might've cut back out on you again, but yeah, you know, I, I think to your point, you never know. Um, you never know how it's going to shake out. Um, the Bitcoin community is pretty resilient. So I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, he, he comes around and they come around. Um, I think that he definitely did piss off, um, a lot of people. I think that he was probably a little surprised at who he pissed off. Um, but we've all been kind of surprised at what he's, what he's doing in the markets. Um, but these are definitely early, early days in crypto markets still. And the fact that we have the number one shitcoin contender ever to exist, Dogecoin, as one of the top 10, top five it, 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 uh, type of coins in the market right now. Um, you know, it's pretty wild to see. Who knows how long this will, will last. Um, but uh, it's... Uh, it's anybody's guess. It's anybody's guess what's going to happen next. Having internet trouble? Yeah, it's terrible, man. I don't understand what's going on. It's all good. Uh, let's get some final thoughts and then wrap this thing up here. 
Well, the one thing I wanted to talk about, well, there's two things is one, we think about Dave Portnoy trying to mock or mimic Elon Musk with safe moon. And then I want to get into the conspiracy that's been floating around over the last 24 hours that a lot of people will probably see today. All right. Um, safe moon, Dave Portnoy. This guy is a joke. Like he's, he's made his whole career off of being a joke. I love it. I love it. I mean, he's a sports betting, you know, New York talking, pizza eating, review making, um, like just, he's, he's great. He's great. And then he decided he wanted to get in financial markets. I mean, he's, he's basically like, I don't know. There's, he's got this following, which is a high energy group of people that, that I, you know, that I really like. So, um, him jumping on safe moon when he got screwed by dogecoin sorry uh he he'd made terrible decisions in bitcoin um had paper hands got out missed the run-up the whole run-up he was saying he was never going to do it never going to own bitcoin um you know participated in the whole GameStop thing at the same time was talking shit about crypto and now he wants to jump into Safe Moon and to get other people into Safe Moon and do that whole thing. I mean, it's very fitting for Dave Portnoy and all of his fans will probably jump on board. But I think at the in the big scheme of things, um, you're getting more and more folks to jump in and participate uh, in crypto markets. It's just you're leading a lot of the herd to the slaughter uh, when you pick something like this to play with. We lost Tyler again. Oh. You there, Tyler? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. So what are your thoughts on Portnoy and Safe Moon? Oh, man. Portnoy realized that everybody goes to the circus to see clowns. And that he could figure out how to be a clown for the whole country without ever putting makeup on. And the dude is. Tyler, I think we're losing you, man. Um, we'll have to get your internet issues kind of sorted out. Uh, it'll just kind of be one of those days. We'll, we'll cut the meeting a little bit short this time. Genius. No background. Um, yeah, whenever, whenever you, I think whenever your internet pops back in, we might be here. We might not, but, uh, we'll catch up. Uh, we'll do a follow-up call either later this week or, um, we'll actually get Rohit back. I think in a few days and in, in about a week or a little bit less. Um, I think that with what's going on in the markets right now, we'll probably, have a lot to continue to monitor and talk about. So uh, it might make sense to throw together a couple more of these short calls in the, in the next few days. But if, um, if anything changes, um, we'll be back and uh, we'll wind down this time and be in touch. Later, Tyler.